Boss is here. Military parents never miss a beat, and neither does the Johns Hopkins U.S. Family Health Plan. Built for every warrior in your family. With more than 40 years of service to military families, TRICARE Prime Benefits plus exclusive extras. Learn more at warriorsathome.com. But today we are talking about <laughs> the Catching Fire, the second installation in Suzanne Collins' Hunger Games here on Y'all We Read It. Nailed it. I was like, if, if they're not going to get there, I will step in. But you got there. This is a podcast. You got the book we're reading. You did the name of the podcast, and we introduced ourselves. I got my booster today, so I'm a little, a little um, tired. Hey. But I have a fucking huge Gatorade with me. Okay, pretty hot. Yellow, I had purple. I stole a blue one from Mariano's Wow, today. I'm drinking a collagen water because I'm a little bougie bitch. Collagen? What's in that? That's for your hair, right? Collagen's for your hair. It's like a, it's like protein. It's really good for you. I was going to ask, oh my gosh, like, are you growing your hair? Like, But <laughs> the way the question sounded in my mind, I was like, are you expecting? Oh my gosh. I'm not. Also, my hair is so long and I have so much of it. You do. That's why I was like, collagen, yes. No, collagen's good for your skin. Oh. That's what it is. I have perfect skin and I love it. Yay. Just uh, Someone's got to have perfect skin. That was me promoting myself. Hey, and let's promote Hunger Games. Suzanne Collins catching fire. Yeah, this, Um, let's get into it. I think we both agreed going into this that this was our favorite book in the trilogy. Yes, and it's wild. I brought it up on the last episode, but I can't. I could not find this in resale stores either. because it's the best one. It's the best one. Oh, and honestly, I'll stand by it. Reading, having read this past book and then this book, and not having read Mockingjay yet, but I'm not looking forward to Mockingjay that much. That one is long. It's kind. It's tedious. It is tedious. It's tedious. It's tedious and not in a cute way. It's uh, wild too. I was going to. Uh, catch everyone up but like do we even have to summarize these books it's the hunger no games. no we're in the hunger games if you don't know listen to the other two episodes we're not giving you a recap it's so <laughs> funny because i was reading about catching fire before this the movie and the guy who was cast as president snow did not realize these were popular books he read the script and was like really i love this script this is so good and That's i went so to his funny. dentist and his dentist was the one that was like <laughs> was that hey, philip seymour hoffman's president's president snow or no, is somebody else no he's blue charge Plutarch? Yeah. Is it Plutarch or Plutarch? I, I think I was always saying, like, the H is silent. Plutarch? Plutarch? I don't know. Why put an H in there? Anyway. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so the Hunger Games happened. Katniss and Peeta both got out, but um, it, uh, with consequences. Yeah. I was kind of surprised because I thought they never showed the Seneca Crane thing. Oh, in the movies? No, in in the books. Oh yeah. I thought they explicitly said that they put him in a room with the berries. I maybe they do that in the movies. Oh, you're probably maybe. thinking of the movies. Okay, because I was like, did no, I they just, just make up a memory because I remember reading this, but it was never in either <gasps> the Hunger Games. Or maybe this you one. dreamt it, like in uh, while you've been reading this book. So you're like, of course, this has happened. Um, but no, we don't know how Seneca Graydon dies, but we're going to get into that when we get there. That was the first thing I need to bring up. Um, so here's where we're at. They've won. They live in Victor's Village now. Their victory tour is about to begin. 
Um, and there's like a little bit of a lull between when the games end and when this victory tour happens. So it's been like a couple of months. Yeah, I think they were saying um, about like 100 pages in. It's been like nine months. Yeah. And yeah, they go on a victory tour, which kind of sucks. I would hate to be toted about in front of the families of the victims yeah. who died and I also kind of killed. That would yeah. Suck. And things in District 12, they're pretty much the same, except for Gale and Candace don't hang out as much because Gale works in the mines now. Yeah, they only go hunting on Sundays. Together. Yes, and Katniss does not like her new fancy mansion, so she still likes to use her old little little hovel hole, because um, it's near the fence and near the woods, and that's what she likes. Yeah, their old cat is there. Um, he never assimilated to Victor's Village. Exactly, exactly, and that cat needs its own storyline. Let's do the Hunger Games <laughs> from the point of view of the cat. Buttercup. Um, but yeah, Katniss is tending to her normal things, you know, she's dropping off supplies for Gail's mom, Hazel. She's offering to take her other son, Rory, to, like, teach him how to hunt. And then Hazel's like, yeah, yes, Gail keeps meaning to take him hunting, but he's too busy with the mines. He wants to save his Sundays for you. And, of course, Katniss just, like, blushes because she doesn't know where she stands with Gail. Nor does she know where she wants to stand with Gail. That's a very important thing that happens throughout this book. Yeah, but this this bitch is working 12 hours a day. Yeah, and uh, but everybody thinks Gail is Katniss's cousin because that was the only way they could spin the star-crossed lovers plot line into fruition um, because it wasn't going to look good because Katniss spends all of her waking moments with Gail usually, um, but not anymore. Yeah, um, she, they, they had to, they had to spin it some way, and, uh, Katniss, it was also, I did like her interacting with, um, his mom, because, uh, yeah. at one point, she was saying that, um, I'm sure plenty of people, like, assumed we'd get married, and that his mom just knows the bond they share, and I was yeah. like, well, okay, I also hate Gail, so, that was probably, I thought it was very cringe, I was like, why are you being so cringe right now, Katniss? Okay. <laughs> Excuse you. Okay. <laughs> um, well, no, it's just, like, I feel like in, like, these first few pages, it's really nice because it's, like, it feels like things have gone back to, like, uh, un- as normal as they could be. Yeah. It's, like, the calm before the storm, essentially. Well, there's still some tension between her and Gail, though, Yeah, right? yeah, but it's just because they have so much pent-up horniness. God, that is true. I mean, she's almost 17 now. Yeah. Which is... Which is marrying age. age She's a ripe fruit. Pick her off the tree. But uh, speaking of awkward AF, Peta and Katniss are horrendously awkward these first few pages because they have not been talking to each other after she pretended to be in love with him. And he was obviously upset that she was not in love with him. Uh, So things are just like awkward as they're getting ready to go on this tour. Yeah, it's it's kind of said that like Peetness Peetness I know seriously. Oh god, it's it's subconscious for me at this point. She goes to wake up um Hamish from his like sloppy disgusting house by dumping cold water on him. And the first interaction that we get with her and Peta is just really tense. Yeah. Peta's there and she says she, she feels confused, sad, afraid and longs for him too. But that's they don't they don't talk. No, no, not at all. Which is a bummer because I was really sad. Her whole family moved in with her into Victor's village, and Peta lives alone, <sighs> which makes me really sad. Imagine how Peta's family must feel. Like your son that got sent off to die comes back and wants nothing to do with you because you were so horrible to him. Was that a choice? 
So he, I mean, like, probably. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Because his mom's abusive, remember? Yeah. And his dad probably wasn't like, well, I can't, like, divorce your mom. I guess that is they true. They should poison his mom. Why not? Why not? She sucks. I haven't heard anything good about her. She is abusive. She's awful. Yeah. I guess it does kind of make sense that it was a choice because of something he says later on. Um, but it makes me really sad because, yeah. I mean, for a while, is this, had they started, um, like, no, they hadn't. They hadn't yet. But, I mean, he he's still having, like, nightmares and dealing yeah. through that. But nightmares are also own. a common theme throughout this book. Which, like, fair. It's a lot of trauma. Um, but Katniss doesn't have time to think about Gail. Doesn't have time to think about Peta Because President Snow has shown up at her home to talk to her. And it's very much like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Freeze frame. You might be wondering how I got here. Yeah, she gets back and she can tell that it's tense. Her mom is like, oh, uh, how was it out out in the village? To kind of distract that she has been um, hunting yeah. in the woods. Because she's not supposed to be doing that. Yeah. And President Snow, he's... Um, I would love to say he's not here to play games, but in a way, President Snow's always here to play games. Yeah, if he's traveled this far from the capital, she's in trouble. He's here to be threatening, and one of the first things he says is, hey, the head game maker was killed. Pretty explicitly. Yeah, pretty explicitly. Uh, And he is worried about the uprisings, and he's worried that Katniss um, is the, the cause of all of this. Overall, too, this is all happening, and he must be wearing some sort of perfume or scent that yeah. is um, really heightening the smell of roses, and there's also blood. And she has a very scary thought of, does he, like, eat people? Because yeah. the blood that is radiating from his mouth, that smell, is so intoxicating. And I will say, back to the actor that played this, but it, uh, he did an in- incredible job. Yeah. Because there's so much softness with just, like, sinister message underneath yeah. with this character that makes him a very good antagonist. Absolutely. Uh, my favorite thing about this is Katniss is, like, immediately just like, well, why don't you just kill me now then? Like, doesn't even doesn't even try to grovel, doesn't even try to, like, get, like, some sympathy on her side. This bitch is ready to be like, well, if you're going to kill me, just, like, do it right now. Yeah. I, just kill me right now. And unlike Seneca, where he could at least play a game with this yeah. game maker, uh, he can't really kill her publicly no. since that would just add fuel to a rebellion. Exactly. And he can't accidentally kill her because no one would buy it. Exactly. And he calls her out and he's like, bitch, when did you know how indifferent you were to PETA? And she's like, ooh. And he also is like, I saw you kiss Gail in the woods. And she's like, oh no. Oh, it's a great, oh my god, that build up too is so great because yeah. she, he is um making very, uh, very sly jabs at Gail as yeah. her cousin. And he's like, well, I know how much you care about your family and um, your cousins. But he is very upset and it, she does not know what to do. She is like, well, what do I do? And, he, and she's like, I can convince, I can do the best that I can to convince you. And he's like, do not, con-, he's like, I, don't convince the districts, convince yeah. me. Because if a girl from District 12 can defy the Capitol and walk away unharmed, what's to prevent an uprising? Yeah. And then we also had a little side anecdote here where we talk about her reuniting with Gail. And he does, does end up kissing her. And it's just like, Really uh, overwhelming for her and for him, and they just, like, kind of never talk about it again. That yeah. was the reunion. They never talk about it. I'm, if the whole world thinks they're cousins and they're kissing, and that would that would be a terrible That'd be PR bad. rep. Um, that would be bad if that came out. Exactly. Are you kissing um, your cousin? Gross. 
I mean, maybe in District 12. 12. I was just going to say, maybe they do that there. Um, but now we're in a place where she's like, great, I got to, like, you know, put up or shut up. I have to be in love with Kita. Uh, we also find out that she is working on her relationship with her mom. It is really sweet. It's After sweet. this, her mom is really stressed out, and she is not trying to stress her out anymore. She's like, oh, they don't uh, show this on film, but President Snow apparently goes to the victors after and just congratulates them. Or, or like, preps them for the victory tour. Yeah. I think a little Seems bit Seems like a lie. And her mom is like, okay, well, I'll draw you a bath. And yeah. And she's like, okay. And Katniss is immediately, of course, overwhelmed because she's been just um, threatened in her own home. And she's like, I should tell Gale that, like, he could die, potentially. Yeah, he was like, please, uh, she was pleading, like, please don't kill my best friend. Yeah. Which is, like, fair. Which is, you know, Hey, Meg, if someone wanted to kill you, the president came to me and threatened to kill you because we kissed in the woods, I'd be like, please don't kill my best friend. He he threatened to kill us because we kissed at Holiday Club on my birthday. Yeah. I'd I'd be be like, like, first of all, how do you know that? I'd be like, oh, please, please don't kill my best friend on on their birthday. That's the downfall of living in a surveillance state. That's it. He can see the things we do on our birthdays. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Not much changes from Um, this book to real life. Exactly. But here we're at the part of this book where we're introduced to the quarter quell and that is going to be the next hunger games every 25 years is the hunger games plus essentially so it is the standard hunger games rule with a twist yes we don't know what it's going to be this year but we know it's the 75th one so it's a quarter quell and we also know Hamish won the 50th quarter quell Mm -hmm. and that was the year there were 48 tributes instead of 24 which is bonkers to me yeah and we will also get to that later on but the way that he approaches it is so apathetic that i would have been freaking out yeah if there were more people i think i would probably be the most defeatist i would lay down right there in front of the cornucopia yeah i i would just go grab a weapon and just kill myself and people will be like oh after her bath uh her designers senna's little team of three i'd never know their names they sound like birds yeah um, they are asking her, she's going to be a mentor for you yeah. know, people in the quarter quell. Is she excited? What are her thoughts? And she just doesn't really want to think about it. Um, yeah. We also learned that for this tour, everybody needs to like, every victor has to like show a talent and Peta's is painting, which like checks out. Yeah. But Katniss like doesn't have any interests besides like hunting. So they have to like make her seem like a little more floofy than she is. So Cinna just helps her design clothes and says that's her new hobby. Yeah. He comes it's so funny. I love they're Sina. having like a photo shoot for the people, like People magazine, you know, yeah. they're coming and they're like, What's your hobby? And he just lays out his own sketches all around the place, which I don't I it still feels like a weird capitalist machine to be like, You've yeah. won all these riches. So for your the rest of your life you get to relax with your hobby, but we are going to monetize that hobby. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you have, and you have to have one. It's like reverse It can't be Animal Crossing. Reverse social media where it's like the people on social media are obviously striving to monetize literally anything. And yeah. in this case it's like us going up to like a random person and going, We're making you money now. You're made of money. We're making money off of every single thing you do. It is so funny because if you if I had just survived and I have so enough money to live for the rest yeah. of my days, I would straight up just want to play video games. All I would I would never want to see people probably ever again because I don't think therapists exist in the Hunger Games yeah. world. <laughs> I would put so much time into my island on Animal Crossing. And yeah. they would be like, we can't televise this. They'd be like, how did you get a Nintendo Switch? Those are banned. Oh, yeah. Well, District 3 probably. Oh, they probably have all the video games. They probably do. Yeah. They have something called music chips in this, which I was like, is this a hit clip? 
What is Maybe. a music chip? I missed that part completely. I was reading so fast. So I was just so excited. I picked up, I, sometimes, like, the plot got lost to me, but weird things stuck in my head like that. <laughs> um, but now it's time for, it's showtime, essentially. And Katniss, with her new um, vigor, just tackles PETA on the stage as they're about to board the train to their victory tour. Yeah, they're running at each other outside of their, in Victor's village. Yeah. And she, like, trips in the snow and ah, ha, runs ha, on ha, him. Ha. Thanks, cameras. But... Fast forward, they're on the train, and, you know, Katniss is obviously overwhelmed, and she uh, drops a few hints to Hamish that she needs to talk to him privately. Hamish picks up on it immediately, because, as we all know, Hamish is insanely smart. Yeah. Drunk that he is. Drunk that he is, that that is his superpower. He yeah. He takes her to the back of the train, and she honestly just lets it all out about how President Snow came to visit her. He's making vague threats to Gail if she doesn't sell it with PETA. Yeah. And she's like, what do I do? I just need to survive this tour. And he goes, okay, um, you can't fail. That's the advice. That's the tea. You can't fail. And also get it through your head that, no, it doesn't end after this yeah. tour. You're going to have to end up with PETA. So... Uh, what does our girl do? Confronted with this news, she's spiraling about, once again, her favorite thing. I'm probably going to have to have kids. I'm probably going to have to get married. They're going to get sent into the arena. And, and the she, conclusion is, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, I'm never going to have a life with Gail. I'm going to be forced to have children. I have to pretend to be in love with Peta for forever. Which, like, honestly, I would run, I would think all of that, too. I would, too. It's just her hyperfixation that always it goes right to having kids. I'm like... Give yourself some time. You're gonna have some moments. Well, in maybe there. not in the cat, like the world of Pan Am that they live in. Oh, maybe they do start young. Yeah, that's what I kind of figured. Cause like that's what you do. It's very much like you get married off, you have children, you continue the cycle. I guess if you live in famine and poverty too, like yeah. most of the districts, your life cycle is going to be a lot shorter. So yeah. you're gonna, you know. People will be dying at 30, and that's yeah. that's their whole life, like we used to. Instead of I don't know. I just started eating vegetables. Like, they don't get to turn a new leaf at the end of their life like I do. <laughs> the logic of you thinking through that <laughs> was just a different page, like, every few words. <laughs> like, people don't live till 80. People in the old days used to live till 30. I started eating vegetables. They did. Oh, my gosh. I went to this one <laughs> religious encampment for, like, Spanish settlers in Texas, and they were so short because they were so yeah. malnourished, and I was like, that's crazy. The 30-year-old thing, like, yeah. I lived till 30. Yeah. Something. But everyone was, like, 5'2", and I was like, we all lived like this at some point? Wow. I hate this. And your, and your girlfriend, who is, like, 5'3", was like, shut up. <laughs> I was like, what is it like down there? Yeah. Isn't it sad? Do you want me to pick you up sometimes? I can. <laughs> They make high heels. I love that I got to this. Uh, but of course, uh, not only is she spiraling about her uh, probably being promised to marry and uh, w have children. Yeah. Um, she also is coming to the horrible realization that this tour starts in District 11, which yeah. is the hardest for her because... Obviously, Rue was somebody she had an alliance with, and she sees Rue every time she looks at her sister Prim. Also, Thresh really, like, did her a fucking solid by letting her live. Yeah. Her and Peta, right before District 11, they have a reconciliation, and, like, thank fucking God, because the District 11, the situation is dire. But at breakfast, she's really overwhelmed, and Peta kind of picks up on this and follows her outside, and 
acknowledges the last few months have been weird. He says, I was always jealous of Gail, but it's not fair that to you. You were yeah. just keeping us alive, so let's just try to be friends. Like, because n- I new hate, slate. hate acting in love. Yeah. This is worse than anything. And then just not talking. Yeah. They have a very nice moment where he shows her some of the paintings that he's done. And things are moving to the better. Yeah. When they enter District 11. And... The way that this is described is very, very terrifying. Yeah. It is a huge district, and there's 35 feet tall barbed wire fences, which that encloses the entire district, and they all live in these shacks. So, clearly the conditions are much worse in 11 than 12. Yeah. Which is shocking. Did Growing up, did you read these and think... I always thought that the higher up the districts in numbers, the better the living conditions. Yeah. I used to think that too. Like, oh, District 1 would be like the next best to the capital. Yeah. And then District 12 would be like the barrel bottom. Um, But it's not. That's like the reality we're getting is the, there is no greener grass. Yeah. Even the singular digits, they kind of go into it. They aren't yeah. doing too hot either. No. Nobody's doing hot because everybody is... As as we know, a slave to the capital. It is wild because they have so much more liberties in District 12, and I feel like they're at a point where yeah. they just, like, are are so under the radar, like, so untouched by capitalism, like, so lower class yeah. that they they live, like, they can live more freely. More freely, yeah, because, like, the, like, we even learned that all the peacekeepers in District 12 are kind of like, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, we got your back. Yeah. 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 Um, but, so, they have to do their speeches for this tour, and, uh, things start off normal, they're great, they're composed, and then PETA, uh, does a thing off, off the script, and he offers to share winnings monthly with the family of Rue and Thresh, which is unheard of. There's, like, audible gasps from the crowd. Yeah, they're not sure if they're legal, but it's kind of hard because to every single place that they are giving these speeches of, the victors' families have, like, platforms, so they're elevated above the crowd, and you are just looking at this family. Thresh's family is very small, and Ruse has five... She has five younger siblings. And... Um, it, oh, I really love this moment because PETA gives a very clit speech and Katniss is very emotional. She has been writing and throwing away drafts. She doesn't know what to do. So they are about to leave the stage and Katniss catches the eye of one of Ruth's siblings and she looks just so mad. Yeah. And then Katniss hasn't said anything. And then Katniss is like, cool, I'm going to say something. I'm going to say it right now. And she, you know, she thinks the the tributes from District 11, and she talks about, like, how she wouldn't be alive without them. It's very emotional, and people do respond well to it, but she realizes that she said so much that it makes her deal with President Snow look real bad. Yeah, she admires, says that she admires Thresh for not teaming up with the career tributes, and Rue's, I was sobbing, but yeah. she says she felt she knew Rue, and she sees her beauty everywhere, like, in the color of the sky. And I think the thing that really kicks the steaming, boiling water over is that she thanks him for the bread. And when she thanks him th- for the bread, a yeah. man in the crowd sings the four-tune song that she sang to the bird in the uh, meadow. And the crowd presses three fingers to their lips to say goodbye, the same way District 12 did when she went into the arena. And all hell breaks loose. Yep, yep. Hey, peace, peacekeepers at District 11, not having it. That man who sang that note, killed. 
Yep, and then two more bullets happen. They hear it as the doors are getting close to the Justice Building, and yeah. Hamish is taking them up to a trap door. He is trying to find a quiet place where they can talk in the Justice well, Building. Well, and the way they describe Hamish walking through this building is insane, because this building, it seems like a labyrinth of, like, staircases and hallways and doors, and Hamish just, like, knows where he's going, and the last time he was there was 25 years ago. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, and so finally... He gets them to a room. They have, like, a debrief. uh, And PETA, during this debrief, you know, Katniss fills PETA in on, like, what's going on with President Snow. And PETA suddenly just, like, flips because he's like, you guys are doing it again. You guys are leaving me out of your plans and just, like, making me the pretty boy toy on the side. And I don't want to be excluded anymore. And I'm like, he's right. He starts throwing shit because he's like, I have people I care about, too. I don't yeah. want anything to happen to them. Yeah. You have to You have to tell me about these yeah. things. Yeah, and he's like, hey, Mitch, I know you chose Katniss in the Hunger Games. Like, I know you had to choose one of them, us, and it was her. And he doesn't even sugarcoat. He's like, yeah, I did. Yeah, he does. And it's that that also kind of broke my heart because he you can tell that he feels really bad about it yeah yeah and so uh, so uh, after a, a few hours and like things have calmed down Peteness and Cat Cat uh, Peteness and Katza uh, it's hard uh, Peta and Katniss they have they have a little makeup and yes. you know he apologizes for his outburst and she's like hey I've had an outburst before too. Hey, I do I know that? Oh, uh, and they all and they and they're on good terms. He's like, let's keep a one hundred with each other from here on out. And the tour continues. And most of the districts are fine, but in three, four, and eight, they can kind of feel there's like unease. It's yeah. either it's a weird mixture of excitement, um, anger, rage, and you can just kind of feel the unease and rebellion. Yeah, and well, you can also feel that like the longer this tour continues, it's summarized very quickly in the books, but. It's just weighing on Katniss and Peeta so much that, like, Cinna has to start taking in Katniss's clothes because she's just, like, stressed losing weight. Mm-hmm. And, and they're also trying to give them sleeping pills, but Katniss yeah. is refusing them, and instead her and Peter are just holding each other throughout the night. Exactly. And Katniss is nearing the end of the tour, and she's like, we have to do something drastic. We should do a public marriage proposal. Peeta is not happy about that because he's like, it's just, it's not real. Yeah, PETA apparently, according to Hamish, wanted it to be genuine, which I don't know if it was ever going to be a genuine proposal. No. But that was very sweet. But he he takes a little bit of the day to, to be to yes. quietly cool off. And at the final leg of the tour, you know, President Snow comes out. They're in the Capitol. And he just shakes his head in a way that Katniss knows that everything she tried to do wasn't enough. Which really sucks because that he shakes sucks. he shakes his head after the interview with Caesar where... Um, uh, Peta gets down on one knee and um, finally proposes. proposes to yeah, and even that's not good enough. God, like I would, I would be so pissed. I'd be like, I did everything you asked. Yeah, and it wasn't enough. At that point, what do you do? What the, do you do? The, Kill the president. The rebellion in the districts is not on you. you yeah, maybe some face that started it, the the spark to the flame or whatever. Yeah. But you were, she is doing the best that she can do. Exactly. Uh, but we also learn after this, they're at the, the big party at President Snow's house. Mm-hmm. Um, we learned that a lot of people are wearing this mocking J now, which like, uh-oh, no wonder President Snow doesn't like Katniss that much. Yeah, in the, in, luckily in Pan Am, it is kind of a, a fashion, fashion statement. statement. But later on, and 
and it's pretty succinct throughout the book. The Mockingjay is a symbol that is basically greenlighting rebellion, being yeah. like, I'm on your side. Woof. So um, that's not good. That's not good. And Camus wants to escape. He does in like a thing of like, is it even right to rebel? Like, what is going on? And then we're introduced to Plutarch or Plutarch. I'm going to alternate them throughout hey, the, the, the next four episodes. He has a weird fucking name. His name is Plutarch Heavensby. Yep, and, and he is the new game maker. And he wants to dance with her. And more importantly, he wants to introduce himself and say his full name because it's an interesting name. Honestly, I would say it all the time. I like full. saying my full name, personally. Nice. I've got a good name. I like my first name. Well, okay. <laughs> that's, that's how most people introduce themselves. I'm used to, you know, I am used to introducing myself by my full name. It is also, I... I at this party, very interesting because this is when we're kind of learning that there is a little bit of um, rebellion because they've had shortages on, I don't know if you guys remember the music clips that I brought up, the hit clips. They're having shortages on seafood. And this is kind of how Katniss is gauging which districts are rebelling. Yeah. And they also, I thought that when she is eating all the food and they give her the drink to be like, just oh, vomit it just up. Oh, just it up. They're so out of touch with reality because they just have copious amounts of food. Yeah. But uh, while Plutarch and Katniss are dancing, he has this weird little anecdote about the, this golden watch. And like, he's being like, he's being sus. Yes, he shows her his watch, and he's like, oh, I have to go. Um, you know, it starts at midnight, the meeting, and it has a disappearing Mockingjay. Yeah. And she's like, oh, that's very fancy. And he's also uh, giving a little bit of things that I didn't notice reading it initially, yeah. but now that I'm older, I'm noticing. But not many wanted the job after Seneca Crane was killed. Yeah. And Plutarch, whatever, picked it willingly he was like i want to be the new head game maker and he is the one who's planning the game mm -hmm. so he's he's picking what is happening for this specific quarter block. yeah exactly which like that's an in intense job it is an intense job to design a murder arena that's intense after the last person was killed who would who would willingly pick that job. Plutarch Heavenby, that's who. Yes. Um, but we're, now we have to go back to District 12 because that's where the tour wraps up. It wraps up back in your home district. You know, Katniss and Peta, they're still sleeping next to each other every night. They're still having nightmares. It's very sweet. She was thrashing throughout the night and Peta didn't want to uh, wake her up because he was immobilized with fear that he might lose her if he woke her up. Wow. I loved that. Cute. Very cute. Um, the final party is at the mayor's house, and we find out that Katniss and Madge, who gave her the pin initially, have become, like, girlfriends. And that's cute, because Katniss doesn't have lots of friends who are girls. Yeah. And gonna Kat give Katniss a little dress. Yeah. And Katniss is, you know, traipsing upstairs with a little dress, like, thank God this tour is over. And then she pops her head into the mayor's study to be like, hi, mayor. And he's not in there. And so she's like, oh, no, I guess I should leave. But before she leaves on the TV, she hears like a boop, 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 breaking news alert. And she's like, uh-oh, the mayor's television's going off. Yeah, and it's clearly for his eyes only. And she sees on the screen that there's an update from District 8 where it's... It's eight, bad. It's bad. It's real bad, y'all. People are throwing bricks. They're starting riots. Peacekeepers are shooting into the crowd. And... It's it's an uprising. Yeah. It's an uprising. <laughs> that feel when it's an uprising? She is stressed and out. She, and she's like, I need to talk to Gail. She hikes in the mountains to reflect on, like, 
everything that's going on. Yeah. And is trying to find a new spot for Gail to find her. And leaves, yeah. leaves some things behind. A little behind trail, yeah. So he can find her. And when he gets here, he is mad. He's not having it because the girl he's in love with is engaged right now. He's being so stubborn. To be fair, yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, he's like, I don't want your freaking, you know, fiance's gloves. And she goes, those aren't his. Those are Sinna's. And he goes, I still don't want them. Yeah, I know. He's yeah. such a fucking baby. Uh, but this is a moment where this directly um, parallels the moment that's like in the first chapter of the first book where it's the day of the reaping and they're in the woods. Mm. And, you know, in that moment, uh, Gail is like, well, what if we just ran away together? Like, how easy would that be? We could just take everything into the woods. And now Katniss is that person saying, hey, we need to leave. We need to run away. And Gail's like, we can't. Like, he first is like, yes, and then he's immediately like, no. Like At first, he's, like, really giddy about it. There's, okay, this, I love this scene because it is the most rise and fall of two things. She's yeah. like, we need to run away, and he picks her up and twirls her around, and, and he's like, I love that, I love you. And she goes, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> she says, thank you, and she realizes she can't feel that way about anyone right now, and that's kind of awkward. But when she admits that there are uprisings, he's like, wait a second. Wait, no, we, we need to stay and fight. Yeah. What do you mean? We can't leave. Exactly. So, like I said, directly parallels that scene in the first book. And he's pretty disappointed that she won't fight. And, and, but, and he's like, I don't have time for you. I, and he just, like, runs off. Yeah, he does. He yeah. takes off. She catches up with Peta, on the other hand, to let him know the things that are going on. Yeah, and he's like, bitch, I'll run away with you. He's... Oh, yeah, and she also, that's another point of discord between yeah. her and Gail, because she tells Gail that she's going to tell Peter too, and he's like, well, what if he tells her his family? And we've realized Peter doesn't really like his family. No, no, he doesn't. We don't got to worry about that. Oops. Um, but literally no time passes. They're on their way to the village because something something's off in the air. Yeah, they hear some noise in the square, and Peter sees what it is ahead of Katniss, yeah. and is like, Oh, turns to Katniss and I was like, please we, leave. We need to go. You no, need you you you, need need, you you especially need to leave, but we should all leave collectively. But Katniss, obviously, that's a huge tip off. You're yeah. gonna know what's going well, on. Well, it's just like I I don't know how he would have been able to tell her in a way that would have made her leave, unless like he just like fainted and was like, please take me out of here. Which I still feel like she would have stepped over him. Yeah, and she would have been like, well, what's going on in the square? Um, because when we get to the square, she peeks over into it. Graphic. Graphic as fuck. Gale is getting whipped repeatedly because he hunted for, like, a, a gooseling, and mm -hmm. he had brought it into the square, and he is on, like, his knees, and there's just blood and skin scraps, and it's it's paralyzing how that's written. It is. It is. Ugh. There's There's blood flying everywhere. He is... It says that he's at about, like, 40 whips, so his blood, his his back, you know, 40 whips like Jesus, his back is just completely raw. Um, the old piece, headpiece keeper, um, Cray, is now gone. Yeah. There's a whipping post now up, so they're going to crack down. And there's also a peacemaker that Gail and Katniss are both friends with, Darius, who was passed out, because Darius was trying to... Stop it. Stop the new peacemaker. Yeah. He was like, you've, you've done enough, it's okay, and and he got knocked out. Yeah. And so Katniss tries to come to Gail's defense, and she gets uh, slashed across the face, which is not good for yeah. anyone. Yeah, and Hamish, you know, comes to the rescue, plays stupid like he does, and he goes, how dare you hurt my victor's face? She has wedding photo shoots to get ready for. 
Yes, he's like, you need to stop. Gail is her cousin, and she needs to look good for the wedding. And he's like, okay, fine. Next time, though, there's a firing squad. Yeah. And it is very interesting. I don't think they bring it up now, but I, uh, despite, like, the old, the old peacemakers, the whole situation of their occupied police state, whatever, before was a lot more lax. But Cray, who was the head peacemaker would often have, like, girls line up outside his door at night yeah. to sleep with him for money so they could get money to buy food. Yeah. So, really, I, I loved the two dissenting, um, uh, like, showing mm-hmm. how the cops are on two different sides. Yeah, exactly. Because, really, there's no good alternative no. to how they are utilizing there's power. There's no good side of a police state. There's no good side. There's no good side. And yeah. Now, now it's getting worse. And it's the situation in District 12 after this is just, it gets a lot worse. Yeah. But they bring Gail to her mom to fix him up. Yeah. And everybody, you know, like people like take him there and just like immediately like dart off because nobody wants to be seen as rebelling now. And even Madge comes by uh, to, like, give them uh, some bandages. And then she's immediately off, like, you didn't see me here. Um, but, yeah, and Candace is having, like, this moment of just, like, how would I feel if Gail went to the games and had to pretend to be in love with someone? Yeah, this is kind of spearheaded because she's annoyed that Madge... It, people are saying things like, oh, does Madge like Gail? And this gets under her skin. Yeah. And, like, that's the thing. Like, Katniss, as cool of a girl as she tries to be, she does have feelings for Gail. She does have that jealousy inside her when she thinks about other people being interested in Gail. She learns two things in this moment. One, that it used to be really bad in District 12. Yeah. Because her mom alludes to that they used to do more whippings more, so maybe there was an uprising prior. Yeah. And two, she learns that, um, quote, Gale is mine, I am his. Yeah. <laughs> Which, because apparently choosing PETA is choosing the capital. Yeah. And, yeah, honestly, ugh, imagine being a teenager and having to deal with this on your shoulders, because I could not. <laughs> Did you ever think that you were going to give me in a love triangle. I feel like there's so many love triangle books coming out. Honestly, yeah, I feel like yeah, like that like rite of passage and then like also like being um more having more of a exciting time in high school felt like more like a thing that would happen, but it never did. Yeah, I never I never I never had a boyfriend. I remember asking Tyler Hines out on AIM and just getting a no <laughs> deadpan back. And you know who's still talking about it at 28? You. That shit hurt. <laughs> <laughs> And so hey. this, these books were far, this one and Twilight being like, you'll have a love triangle. And I'm like, no, I'll have a man who looks like an egg say no to me. Hey, do you want to talk about it? <laughs> 13 years later? Yes, I actually, actually do. This is bringing uh, things up for me. Um, we also find out during this time that Gail's been whipped, like a huge snowfall comes. So they're like trapped inside for a few days. And yes. Katniss isn't leaving Gail's side, but Peta's also trapped inside with them. So he's just, like, watching her and Gail. Oh, um, yeah. He yeah. kind of realizes. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just, like, Katniss, yeah, again, makes the, the statement, I've chosen Gail and the Rebellion. Yes. And, you know, and she's, like, kind of also realizing, like, you know, like, I may have been, like, the catalyst and, like, I do love Gail, but what kind? She's having tons of revelations right now. She is. And she, you know, but this is kind of, like, a lockdown, a little sabbatical for her. She's like, nothing bad will happen during the blizzard, yeah. at least. But by the time the blizzard has cleared, the square has been transformed. There's yeah. a huge banner with the seal of Pan Am that's hanging off the roof of the Justice Building. 
There's new peacekeepers. The hob has been burned down. The hob has been burned down. Which looks sad. There's fucking machine guns on the roofs. Yeah. Um, the mines have been shut down. Mines have been shut down. There, more people are taking Tesserae because uh, they had to be like gone for a few days. The food that they, the whole district was promised when the victors won, PETA and Katniss are, are coming a lot short, not, not as frequently. And they're coming spoiled, too. And they're coming spoiled. And then there is also wage cuts and work shortages because they're, like, shutting down the mines earlier now just to, like, show them who's boss, which is fucked up. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. It is a very police-occupied state, which, hey, in this modern day, aren't we already moving there? Yeah, and... Hey, We've seen how say strong it ain't our so, but it is. is. And say it ain't so. But to top this whole thing off, we we learned that nobody's using Hazel anymore. Hamish hires her as a housekeeper, and we're like, okay, little bit of a silver lining. She's still gonna get some money, but then the woods are forbidden. That's the last thing. Is this uh, uh like fence that's gonna be lit up full full swing? Yeah, and that's pretty bad. She, it hasn't, they haven't enforced it yet, but, so she decides to go out to the woods to the cabin slash lake where her dad and her yeah. always went. It's like a last, a last goodbye. Uh, I honestly, this passage made me really sad where she was talking about, like, saying goodbye to this place that she was never going to see again. Oh my gosh, I know. And then, so she is out in the woods and she's ambushed by people who are in peacemaker outfits. Um, except they're not. Yeah. They're not. Um, they're not peacemakers, and then they, there's kind of like, we learn, we learn a few things. We learn a lot in a couple pages here, folks. We learn a lot. Yeah, so not only are these peacekeepers not peacekeepers, these are runaways from District 8 named Bonnie and Twill, uh, which is a teacher and student pairing, which, honestly, not a pairing I would have anticipated. A teacher student, yeah, that's, I was wondering what their ages were. Yeah. I was like, okay, Like, are they, are they friends like what are they lovers i don't well, they're not lovers. they're not lovers that listeners be, no that would be bad listeners no we're not listeners this. no we're not even condoning that so they we learned that they've run away from district eight they're going to district 13 and Candace is like what are you saying you're going to district 13 and they go this is where they drop a bomb that they're like there's rumor that district 13 still exists and because they were like nuclear weapons the capital couldn't stop them so they just have kind of like them alone yeah and she's like all right what is happening what is going on and they kind of catch her up with what is going on in the uprising yeah so this uprising took place during the caesar interview since everyone had to be out and um watching the victory tour they overtook the granary the power station the communication center but then peacemakers came in in droves and hovercrafts and they detained like everyone in two days yeah and There's, then they, to top it all off, they bombed the factory that Bonnie and Twill worked at, but they were running late to work because they were caught up at school, and, like, both of their families and Bonnie's husband was in that factory, so they were just, like, dead. Yeah, it's really sad because they figured out that that was the source of the uprising. Yeah. So they are going to District 13, and she is so confused. She does not get why they think District 13 is a thing. In the dark days, it was bombed. Yeah. But they think the Capitol has been reusing footage from when it existed because a Mockingjay constantly shows up in the same place, and now they think that it all just moved underground. Yeah, which, like, honestly, 
Sounds like a conspiracy theory to me. If you were told me that, like, they're reusing the footage and you could see a bird in the corner. Like, oh, it sounds so sure. fake. Yeah. Um, they they think the capital isn't bugging them because they're in charge of nuclear development. And yeah. honestly, I mean, yeah. Yeah, and Katniss, ever ever the, the sympathizer, she's like, let me help you guys. She, you know, like, tries to, you know, hands them off a pair of socks, tries to teach them how to do a few things, a few tricks, if you will. True tricks up their sleeves and... Once she is done taking care of these two runaways, she goes back, she finds the fence is lit, and she is like, fuck, I don't know how to get over this. Yeah, and so she searches for a tree to climb to, like, get over it, which, like, we know it's going to end badly, but, like... It's like a 25-foot drop. Yeah, and she does that drop, and she injures her tailbone. She injures her tailbone. I'm pretty sure she might, she either breaks or sprains her ankle. Yeah, I don't think she broke it. Uh, oh, maybe not. Yeah, and but she was in, she's in bed for a few days after this. And so when she goes home, she is hoping that she can just rest and play it off. But there are peacemakers who clearly turned on the fence to try to yeah. catch her in a lie. And everybody covers for her without even hesitating. Oh, yeah. They're like, where do you go? And she's like, well, someone has to go get talk to yeah. Gracie May about she, Yeah, she's like, oh, the real question is, where haven't I been? And like that's charming. And it, yeah, and then everyone just like bounces around from where she's been, and they all have a whole conversation. And it's very like ha 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 ha. And after this kind of takes place, um, she is um, noticing they are watching TV, and there's footage that there is playing from District Thirteen, and there's a reporter that's overlaid over the footage that's playing with the Mockingjay flying by. Yeah, behind. And Katniss is like is like. I think it could be. And then in, like, the days that follow, she realizes that it is true. It is repeating, and they've been just, like, using it as a green screen, essentially. Yes. She has a bridal photo shoot, and this is also when they're talking about shortages in the capital, seafood. Yeah. My my precious music chips, uh, ribbons, which kind of makes her realize that District 3, 4, and 8 are revolting. Yeah, and Hamish has also heard rumors from District 7 and 11. And so she's like... (laughs) Sorry, it was a convenience store. Nice. Nice. (laughs) Hell Yeah. And she is like, hey, if this is happening, do you think that District 12 could revolt? And he's like, uh, no. He goes, we are much too small to do that. We are much too small to do that. Um, and we also learned that she really hasn't seen Gail since, you know, he's been nursed back to health. No, he has been working a terrible hours. And probably avoiding his feelings would be my guess. Probably avoiding his feelings, yes. Uh, and then to top it all off, there's a mandatory programming tonight. Yeah, Prim comes home from school all excited. She's like, it's probably all of the photos of you in bridal dresses because they're holding a vote for what bridal dress they want Katniss to wear because she has no choice. Exactly. In and anything. not only is it kind of that, yes. but it's also the announcement for the quarter quell a few months early. Yes. And we, you know, we recap, President Snow's, like, the 25th uh, quarter quell was when tributes were elected by the villages and then voted on uh, of who would go into the arena. I would hate that. The, could you imagine if somebody just, like, wrote down your name to go into the Hunger Games? They'd be like, it, it seriously feels like the scenes in Survivor when they, yeah. they hold the thing and they're like, like I, voted I for, want this child to die. I voted for the mayor's children, both of them. <laughs> Uh, but then we also, you know, we recap and that the 50th quarter quell. I do is... like, though, that the quarter quells represent something. Because apparently the first quarter quell, <laughs> they said every district had to vote on the tributes that would represent it as a reminder to the rebels that their children's dying was because of their choice to start violence. And then the second quarter quell that we learned with Hamish doubled the tributes. 
um, was a reminder that two rebels died for each capital citizen. You love this? You love that the reasoning behind the quarter quell? I love I love when I an thought, artist makes art and gives their Personally, I thought it was bullshit from the capital being like, someone wrote a rule and they go, but why? And they go, oh, just tell them this. Tell them it's to remind them <laughs> how how hungry the capital is. Okay, yeah, obviously I don't love that this is happening. No, you love it. But I liked the way that the, the presentation of <laughs> it, it was It was a beautiful. good one. It was a flair. You know when you go to a five-star restaurant and the food isn't that great, but the presentation is beautiful? Yeah. That's how I feel about these kids going off to die. Exactly. I'm like, I love how it's presented. I hate the concept. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God this is a work of fiction. Thank God. Uh, and we, uh, and as we know, that like Mikey said, the 50th is where the tributes are doubled, which like Hamish won crazy. And now it's time for the 75th quarter quell. And as mm-hmm. a reminder that nobody is safe from the capital, uh, capital's rule, all of the existing victors will be pooled to draw to go back in. Yep, so Katniss for sure is going back Because in. she's the only girl! Oh, man. The only question is now, is it Hamish or Peter going in? Oh. And everybody knows the answer, but we're going to make it sound like a question because it's the end of the episode. I wonder if this would be a thing that I could opt out of since I am non-binary. I, I was thinking about that today. I was like, <laughs> what do they do about the they's and them's in the district? Yeah, what do they do? <laughs> they give each one of you a sucker and go, here, a little treat Good for job. you. Good job for choosing this. For the trials and tribulations of your dysmorphia. Yeah, exactly. And all the turmoil in your head. (laughs) May the dysmorphia be ever in your favor. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Well, that's it. That's how we're ending this part of the book because we have a whole other half of this book that we need to dissect and discuss for Catching Fire, the best one in this trilogy. The best one in this trilogy, for sure. Oh my gosh. Get ready for part two, baby, because we're doing I'm excited. all the shit you love. I meant to think of a great question for this wrap-up, but I didn't think of any good question for this wrap-up. A good question is, do you love me? I do. Woohoo! We did it, folks. Uh, well, as always, follow us at Maggie and Laura on Instagram. Watch our web series on YouTube. It's called See You in Hell. If you search Maggie and Laura, See You in Hell, you'll find it. That's how easy it is. I love it. We're also part of the Audio Mint Podcast Network. If you're looking for other great podcasts, that's a good place to look for them. And you can also email us at Maggie and Laura Present at gmail.com. And we are Yowie Reddit on Twitter. Is that everything? I think so, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's such a long list of things to remember. It is. It is. And you know what isn't a long list of things to remember? That we have new episodes for you every Wednesday. And we will see you next week with the next episode for Catching Fire. Bye! Bye! You were just listening to an Audiment podcast.